Have you ever wanted to be a superhero? Well, who doesn't? Although we can't promise you superpowers, we can help you feel like a superhuman with our friends at Ascent Nutrition. Ascent Nutrition is making a huge difference in this community, and they have a new product that we absolutely love, pine pollen. Last year, several prominent scientists started speaking out about the power of pine trees and the benefits they can offer us. Ascent Nutrition offers raw, wild-crafted pine pollen. Pine pollen contains 200 nutrients in it, making it a true superfood. It's nature's highest source of phytohormones, which support hormone and libido health for men and women. Pine pollen also supports brain health, detoxification, as well as many facets of cardiovascular health. Their pine pollen is selling fast. It's literally flying off the shelves. Ascent Nutrition is on a mission of offering deeply transformative and helpful nutrients to as many people as possible to help bring about a great collective shift in human consciousness and human health. To order your pine pollen supply and check out everything Ascent Nutrition has to offer, use the link in the description or visit GoAscentNutrition.com and use coupon code FKN to get 10% off your entire purchase. back to Forbidden Knowledge News. I'm your host, Chris Matthew. Today, my guest is Kevin Moore. First, I have a couple of announcements. The Forbidden Documentary needs your help, guys. We are going to continue no matter what, but our travel at this point will be limited due to fuel costs and the cost of everything else. Now, if you'd like to help, anything is greatly appreciated. You can go to supportfkn.com if you'd like to help with a donation, or we have a PayPal link in the description. Anyone that donates $5 or more through supportfkn.com, you're going to get access to Corey Hughes' unseen research for his upcoming book about the JFK assassination. Amazing stuff in there, guys. And we want to be able to come out across the country and visit with as many of you as possible during this journey. And like I said, anything is greatly appreciated. Our website is forbiddenknowledge.news, also the home of the Forbidden Knowledge Network. This is where you find amazing podcasts from our community, Raised by Giants, Inception, Going Down the Rabbit Hole, many more. Forbidden Knowledge News is always available on Rockfin, Odyssey, Rumble, and all podcast platforms. Check us out on Rockfin. That's where you get all our premium content as well as all the premium content from every creator on Rockfin for only $10 a month. You can also create a free account and get access to everyone's free content. 
Just go to rockfin.com slash FKN plus to sign up or click that link in the description. And finally, if you have a business and you want to advertise with Forbidden Knowledge News, email me, forbiddenknowledgenews at gmail.com. We have unbeatable pricing and ad packages, and we reach a huge audience. So we look forward to hearing from you about that. Today I want to welcome Kevin Moore. He is producer and host of The Moore Show, which provides the platform from which some of the world's greatest philosophers, paranormal researchers, life coaches, spiritual teachers, and authors can communicate their work, research, observations, and reflections, and infuse into our common knowledge their understanding of life and the universe. Kevin, welcome. How you doing? Chris, thank you so, so much for giving us the time to tell the alternative side to this very convoluted and, um, you know, important story. So I thank you so much for letting us on. For sure, man. It's great to have you on. I've really been looking forward to this. Um, we're going to be discussing your new documentary about the tragic saga of Captain Mark Richards. And I hate to giggle about it, but it's just so insane. Once you hear the details of this, it's it's mind-boggling. I, I first mm. heard uh, about this back in, I believe, 2015, 16, somewhere around there. And it was around the same time I got started with Forbidden Knowledge News. Uh, at the time, I was a listener of Project Camelot with Carrie Cassidy. I've even had Carrie on a couple of times, and I've even had Joanne Richards, Mark's spouse, on back in the day. Now, I came to find out very soon uh, after airing those shows that everything was really not as we were told by Carrie and Project Camelot and Mark and Joanne and the crew. So, and I also learned very quickly that this community is full of fraudulent characters, uh, but to be, not only that, but to be extremely careful with what you believe, and especially what you report to a large audience, and then, not only that, stick with your ridiculous story for years until this very day, despite the profound evidence presented as proof against it. Um, some of these people, I believe, are scared of losing the spotlight, the ones that are reporting this. They stick with these insane conspiracies and tales just because they get those views and clicks from it, honestly. And I've really learned never to commit ultimate belief in much of anything presented in, in this reality. Discernment and using your my gut feeling was the key for me to survive in this community. Uh, but this, uh, like I said, this is a... Very important story to get out. Uh, before we get into this twisted story, this is your first time on. Tell us, uh, for the audience that may not be familiar, tell us about yourself, your show, and ultimately what led you to do this documentary about this story. Sure. Well, I guess um, I've always had an interest in the alternative, in the spiritual subjects, and that was really from Art Bell, watching a lot of Coast to Coast or listening to a lot of Coast to Coast back in the UK many years ago. And um, when I went to university, I decided that uh, I was going to go uh, and do something in broadcasting. So I started off as a uh, radio degree and uh, just transferred a couple of years later on the final year to television got some um, experience in producing a uh, local-based, um, satellite-based uh, TV show, 
did that for about uh, half a year. And then when that came to an end, just decided to go full pelt into concentrating online, I guess, and uh, producing my show online. Um, and it went from, from doing that to where it is right now. And I suppose I've been doing the same thing for a long time. I've decided to sort of change what I'm doing. I'm now going to be branded on the under the International Spiritual News Network, the ISNN. And one of the things for the for the network is not only taking other people's content, but obviously um, doing the news from a spiritual perspective, a deeper karmic perspective. So it's not about wrong or right. It's it's trying to look at the news from a different perspective, reporting it as is, but then looking at you know is there a deeper reason why this is going on? That that's the idea right now for the ISNN, I mean, it's, it's bound to change. It's bound to change. Um, so with the docu-series, I was approached by a gentleman called Jeff, and he lived in the Bay Area probably about four years ago now. And I had just interviewed Kerry Cassidy, and I'd mentioned the guy's name, Jeff, in that interview and about what he had to say about the opposing opinion to the Mark Richards story. I then met up with Jeff a couple of weeks later in um, just uh, outside. Uh, well, actually, no, it was in Paradise where they had the, uh, the fires. And, um, yeah, he starts telling us about this alternative side. And, you know, he showed us uh, a lot of backlinks to the alternative side as well. And it was a complete, you know, aha at that moment that, oh, my God, there's an alternative side to the uh, Captain Mark Richards story, which I always knew there that possibly was. I mean, I had Joanne back on, I think it was in 2015, and it was, you know, quite a trending story right then. And it still was even up to this day, really. Um, I approached Kerry Cassidy with some of the, uh, the you know, ideas of uh, that there's an alternative side to this. She knew well about it, but she wasn't prepared to release anything like that or put anything out you know uh, she had vetted this guy with intuition with um looking at the case itself and you know as she said to me on the phone and that phone conversation is out there in many interviews right now that you you know you can't trust court testimony my my question was well what if what what if none of it's true and she's like well you know what if it's not true you know people put themselves uh to to back a certain um you know, calls and, uh, you know, she's in it for the long run. So at that point I realized, you know, we, you know, this is not just about me putting out Jeff's interview that I did in California, but you know, there's a whole documentary here and it, it just really, you know, sort of turned into a whole documentary on, um, discernment, I guess. Right. And, I haven't released it yet. I think it's more of a docu-series, but there's a few ways this could go. Um, I haven't released it because there is just so much to it. I I said this to you off air. It's so convoluted, right? There's so many strands. I mean, you're talking about, you know, going over all of Joanne's uh, previous interviews, you know, all the uh, EDH, which is her non-for-profit organization and the reports that she's uh, puts out there, which are the reports that she uses for her conferences as well. Um, We've interviewed over 23 people so far, including the retired DA, Ed Barbarian, who put Mark away back in 1982. I don't know if you, you probably have seen that interview. Yeah. Um, there, there is more than overwhelming evidence that the DA got, got it right back in the day that Mark Richards murdered his friend Richard Baldwin for financial gain. There is no forensic proof, in a sense, to link him 
at the crime scene, except for the testimony of uh, his crime partner who did the murder for him, who was 17 year old Cross and Hoover at the time, who was manipulated by Mark. And um, but there's much forensic evidence that in the totality of it that links him to the, the murder, not only the disposing of the body, the buying of the boat to dispose of the body, um, the loans that he took out in his friend's name, the, the forging of checks, the uh, credit card um, debt that he took out in his friend's name. I mean, obviously, Joanne Richards would just say, well, you know, these guys just traded things. That's how they did it, because you would just take a dead man's, uh, you know, uh, signature and you know get yourself ten thousand dollars worth back in the day which is worth a lot back then of um, hi-fi equipment and uh, other stuff um there's the evidence that, that well, was now, in the Kevin, back of the before truck. we get to to mm. more of the evidence Please i think it's important yeah, yeah. now it's okay i think it's important though that the audience knows uh the kind of synopsis of this story maybe mark's sure. version first and then we'll get into yep. kind of what reality has has brought us <laughs> Right. Well, Mark's version is that the boys did the murder, the boys being Andrew and Cross and Hoover, and that he had you know nothing to do with it and that he's framed by the deep state for the time spent in the secret space program. And it's a political angle, uh, CIA kind of angle. And, you know, he's been in contact with his uh, connections, I guess you'd call them, or contacts within the military in the sense uh, still to this day, which is just not true. Um, the, tr the truth is after interviewing Cross and Hoover for three months, right. Um, and visiting him in person, Mark was six feet away as he gave the signal to murder um, Richard Baldwin. And I've put the police interview out. I don't know if you've heard it of Crossin's confession, 1982 confession, yeah. Yeah. yeah, where he um, it's brutal. It's very brutal. I mean, that's not the crossing Hoover I met now. You know, this is 40 years ago. Why Why does this still matter? Why Why does a 40 year old murder matter in the case of Mark Richards? Well, if he's going to lie uh, back in the day about his involvement, you know, and being judged by his peers that he was guilty, then everything he's saying right now is absolutely not true and when you speak to the retired detectives you know he's exactly where he needs to be now let's get to let's just talk about for a second what mark claimed to be um and you know he said he claimed to be in these clandestine kind of three-letter agencies and doing off-planet operations for the secret space program uh now according to to him how long was he involved how long he had, had he been involved with these you know secret space program and clandestine ops well he talks about having his first sort of experience when he was a young kid being taken to conferences. His dad was involved in, in the secret space program in the sense. And, um, you know, he talks about going to Vietnam at 13. He talks about flying helicopters. He talks about being a Navy captain, which is a higher rank than his father was. He talks about, um, how his, uh, companies were cover for his uh, secret space program work and they were they i mean joanne's been on your show she's talked about how successful his company was but uh, that's far from the truth these were this was a fake he he wasn't even a carpenter right well was he in it's, the military is i know this is something absolutely that was... not okay um, i've done many for requests 
And for everyone involved in this docuseries who said they were serving, they've all come back, not just to say that, well, you need permission for the living. But what comes back is, yes, we have the records, but you need the uh, person's permission. With Mark, it's an absolute no. And I can't tell you how much I've delved into the Navy to try to look into this. His only claim to say that he has been verified is obviously he's now so-called commander of the Veterans um, Association within the prison walls. But we're speaking to the vets um, the outlet program that that uh, comes into the backable and um it, it's just not well we're still in talks with them but the way they verify it is um it's it's really word of mouth uh, more will come out on that but the, the certificate that he's given so far it's i actually cc'd joanna into the california state assembly and uh, we had a long conversation with a with a chap there, and these certificates that they've given to Mark, this one certificate, they give it out like candy. It's not verified. It's just, uh, you know, it's just for their vets group. They have to verify each other in a sense, right? And um, Joanne's well aware of all this because she was CZ, CC'd into it. She's actually given the option, even for Ed Barbarian, we gave her the option to come on to present you know to, to talk to him but you know she doesn't want to know um any certificates from school certificates he's got uh, where he's got degrees in this and that which are on the timeline um none of them are are true we've already verified a couple and they've come back as as unauthentic um the only uh, true degree certificate he's got which was a, a ba in history which he got at uh, dominica so um this uh, I'm you know I'll just jump in here as well because yeah. there's so much well, to there, there, I, I want to make sure I give the his let people story, understand and, yeah yeah his story uh, his version is so it's like a, a Star Wars movie it's so incredible it's so fantastical <laughs> and I've heard stories like this before I've had so-called super soldiers on my show you know these people that uh, supposedly uh, have gone on missions off planet they're hired they're uh, work for clandestine military groups yeah uh, they have their consciousness removed from their body and put into clones and do these t weird 20 and back programs where they're regressed and you know all this alleged stuff that we can't prove whatsoever so Mark was, uh, you know, allegedly participating in this program the whole time and, and being a, a good super soldier and, and killing aliens off planet. Uh, but in reality, let's talk about why, why did he even commit this? What was this whole murder for hire about? Yeah, and I'll just say his biggest, Mark's biggest mistake was actually saying that he was a serving vet because that can be easily traced to be as a lie right mm. had he not actually committed to that uh this would have been more difficult to disprove in some respects right because it would have just have been hearsay right that was his biggest mistake his father served absolutely but he did not even in the court case in 1982 to 1984 his father came in in a very frail condition at that time he was in a wheelchair so when joanne says that he was on these missions well he was a survivor of a of a test crash okay and um he was almost um well he was certain parts of his body were paralyzed from the waist down he couldn't have any more kids right um he was in failing health at the time so i've always said unless mark spaceship minerva had uh, disabled facilities um it's just not it's just ri ridiculous the murder well 
<laughs> Mark Mark had what was called, uh, I guess you'd, well, let's just call it a cult right now, in a sense, right? Called Pendragon, okay? and A cult, you said? Yes, a cult yeah. called Pen- Pendragon. Okay. And Pendragon, its aims were to take over Marin County. If you've read the parole board hearings, the one here and I sent you mm-hmm. for crossing Hoover, they do say that, you know, this was modern terrorism cross. You're, you know, you are aware of that, aren't you? Um, well, modern day terrorism. Um, uh, Crossy was going to be Duke of Angel Island. Many of the other boys associated with the cult were going to have other, um, given other titles. But really, as Ed Barbarian said, the cult was just there and, and use the cult word loosely just to see which one of these boys would be most susceptible to his will. Okay. So when he had already asked a guy called Willie Robes, who actually joined the Navy just before the murder to as murder for hire to murder his friend Dick, which is Richard Baldwin. And what actually happened was that uh, Willie obviously knew of Cross and Hoover and he got uh, Cross in and Crossing got Andrew to come in to work for Mark. He wasn't employing these boys for anything but murder for hire because they had no skills in carpentry in um, house remodeling any houses that they touch because i've obviously got the three months worth of interviews across in hoover they destroyed the structures do you know what i mean yep you didn't have an upstairs but you got one now do you know what i mean um right it, it it's um and we're still going over those interviews transcribing them there was so many i did with him right um, and I just let him talk. I just let him talk. And that's why in the end, this may be actually a, a Cross and Hoover doc, Cross and Hoover documentary as well. It could well be, depending what happens to his parole hearing in December, right? Because oh. um, I'm sick to death of Mark right now, I'll be honest with you. Okay. But I know it's important, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so Crossy came in and all the things that Crossy hated, pedophiles, faggots, Nazis, he got into Crossy's head to personify that in Richard Baldwin. So there was so much set up, which is going to come out in the documentary leading to this particular day, July 6, 1982. So they, Crossy, Andrew and Mark are at Mr. Baldwin's house, just doing some work for Dick. One of the key witnesses there was Tom Mills. He had his kid there with him and uh, they were just having a meeting because, um, Baldwin actually was, uh, you know, his mother was a big time real estate agent in the area and he he was also into that game as well. And uh, Tom worked for him renovating some of his properties or just doing them up after tenants had left. Um, The boys, Andrew and Crossy, went out for lunch with Mark. And at that lunch meeting, it was the orders were given from Mark that this is the day we're going to kill Dick. Why they went along with it? What was going on in the head at the time? Well, I know that Crossy was very highly manipulated by Mark. Crossy had learning disabilities, came from a terrible background. All that's going to come out of the docuseries because he's given his whole life story. Drugs I actually well, met right? up with him. Um, yeah, I actually met up with Andrew. I found him in the end. And I've said this in many interviews. It took ages to find him and a lot of pain as well from for other people for me to do such a thing. Right. Um, and we spoke. And that was the last thing I need. That was, that was the key to me, because if his story matched up with everyone else's after all this time, that's all I needed. Um, and I'm going to 
recall what he said in the docuseries. I was actually <laughs> parked outside another uh, participant's bloody driveway at the time, you know, and he was trying to get us to come in because I'm like, what's he sat outside for? Because I'm, I'm on the phone to Andy, just, you know, craziness. Then the next thing I'm doing an interview with this guy who knew Mark back in the day, back in Michigan, back, you know, telling me the stories of how he ripped him off back in the day for money that he lent him for a, uh, a so-called uh, film project that never saw the day of light. It was just another ripoff, but we'll get it. You know, that's another story. So yes, they go back to the house. I'm going to personify things and just really just keep it short. Right. But there were things that were done to Crossy in that house that got him more agitated that were done purposefully to agitate him out also done on the way to the garage as well. So uh, it was decided that, um, you know, Oh, you know, if I'm Crossy or Mr. Baldwin, can you show me uh, your, your Porsche and your classic cars? Because he owned a classic car restoration shop. And uh, yep, no problem. So Mark, Crossy, Mr. Baldwin head down to the garage. Andrew's left behind. His orders are to ransack the place, find whatever you can that's going to be easy to move, easy to sell. So they get to the garage. He's showing them the cars. And... Unfortunately, at that point, the signal was given by Mark, who stood six feet away. And um, Mr. Baldwin died horrifically, horrifically. Um, stamped on, baseball batted, screwdriver as a, you know, knifed. Uh, in, and his last words were, in a gurgled sense, as, as Crosses record it, why, Mark, why? I, I remember the first time he told me how he murdered him. I've never, I never interviewed a murderer before. And I, I just came with that cool feeling, friggin' sick, actually. Mm. I'm not saying that for any sympathy, you know, like, oh, you know, see how bad the story is. It, that's just how it affected us. I'm okay now. I've interviewed a few other since then, right? Mm -hmm. But it, it was, um, yeah, just, just, you know, it's out of my reality. Do you know what I mean? Right. Even the prison system is in oh, a sense. I mean, sure. going go there, it's, 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 it's a different, you know, different thing. Now, as, and, um, um, yeah. Well, I was just yeah, going to ask about the motive. Please. What was what was Mark's money, motive? It money, was just purely money, money right? Okay. Money and and his wife Karen Richards had no idea they had two mortgages against the house. Ah, uh, there was they were debted up to their eyeballs because he used to take care of the money. So when Mr. Ram Richards says that uh, he was flush with money or he he had money in other projects, it's absolute BS. We'll get into that. What yeah, I think of yeah. what's, what's going on with Joanna in a bit. So um, they then go back to the house. Mark was in a bit of a state, obviously. Um, you know, Andrew's like, is it done? And there was obviously blood splatter on them a little bit. They cleaned a lot of the blood up at the garage, but, you know, not not everything. And uh, and yeah, um, for, you know, a killing machine like Mark, Captain Mark Richards not is, um, he was like, it was just bloody awful. They then go in the house. Andrew shows them what he's found, marijuana, guns, money. Crossy at the time is riding a bicycle outside or some sort of moped. He's lost the plot. He's out of his body almost. He's gone, just gone. And um, that day, they go and purchase a boat. Now, Joan won't speak about this. She's got her own opinion on it, I bet. But when they brought the boat, that was the first witness to be brought in. Well, Tom Mills was one of them. But the boat by, um, owner, who they sold the boat to, Andrew, Mark, Crossy, buying the boat. They then take the boat 
uh, on Mark's uh, truck. They, they, they put, it, put it out the driveway. They collect the body at some point, sometime, wrap it up in plastic. Now, the wrapping, I will say this, it could have taken place with Mark and Crossy, but that will be clear on the dock. He says, I can't remember it all. Do you know what I mean? They wrap it up in bamboo, uh, in, in coax cable, and in duct tape. That duct tape was later analyzed to show that that duct tape that was found in Mark's truck was had the same exact same properties as that which wrapped the body up. They then drive to Loch Lomond, which is a, a local um, yachting place where they, people have their boats. Uh, and uh, there's a security guard there. The security guard was in another witness that witnessed them all come in. They were all loaded with guns at the time. So if that security guard had done anything wrong, he was number body two <laughs> to go in. Um, they pay, put some money under the office door. Uh, the security guard witnessed this and then he left. You know, they just want to go fishing. Like, like you do at, at midnight. And then disposing of the body was another fatal error where they couldn't get it to sink. They were banging it with oars, trying to get it down. And, you know, it just kept raising. And I would say Cro Crossy was the only one that wanted to then take care of it because Andrew and Mark were just, um, what's the right word I would use? They were, uh, they, they found it to be disgusting. <laughs> which says a lot about mark right oh. so they instructed Dirk crossy what to do that they used an outboard motor with a chain that was too long they tied the chain to the uh, body whacked it down uh, crossy did with a few with the oars or what i think it was oars and the body eventually sunk it was around and uh, again dates are just a bit foggy but around july 13 or just before that, when the body raised, because the chain was too long for the um, uh, for the for the ties that had changed, right? And ha had it been shorter, this would have been much more difficult to to get these guys. So when the body came to, it was identified by Mum and dental records. I mean, it wasn't in a great shape because not you know the yeah. salt water had decomposed it. And uh, I mean, Joanne said to me that uh, you know because uh, I had to say these stupid questions to Ed Barbarian. Uh, you know, one of the stupid questions were, "Well, Dick doesn't wear." This was from Joanne. Dick doesn't wear um, trousers, and I've got the autopsy photos because maybe she had Mark's case. But I this is where it becomes foggy with her. And on the autopsy photos, it shows him wearing trousers. Anyone that knew Dick, Dick wears shorts. I mean, it's just so ridiculous. Um, <laughs> as if they didn't identify the correct body. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, oh. But then she lost the autopsy photo. So, so, you know, it's just one of those stories that you can never back up or verify. It's just, you know. And uh, that then started the process off of, of a week's process of the cops eventually arresting Mark Crossy and Hoover as they drove out of mark's house uh to go to the dump to dispose of the items in the back of the truck that was the other forensic link other forensic links were mr baldwin's stuff and property drilled out safe which was witnessed uh, not to be drilled out but witnessed by craig andrews um, mark's old um, business partner uh when he went into the garage once um you know he said who had drilled this out and you know mark and crossy were like yeah we did you know uh, where'd you get it from? Well, we just found it. Just found Mr. Baldwin safe. Do you know what I mean? Just appeared. Yeah. So there, there was much of forensic link to him, which in the end, the totality of it, and thank God for our legal system over here, right? 
you know, because if it had been just, I mean, that they had print handprints of bloody handprints of crosses at the garage, but not marks. But that's that's expected. If he's going to be, I mean, you can't imagine this. You know, there'd been a lot of blood splat, wouldn't it? There'd been a lot of blood come from that body, and if he was the one handling it, and again, like Mark, good old cowardy is, you know, um, makes it so that you know he's always got an out. Our universe is incredible, surrounded by mystery and beauty, and many of us have questions about our past, present, and future. October Hollum is an intuitive medium with over 20 years of experience. She has assisted people with discovering their path by understanding their past and connected the living to their loved ones who have made the transition. She is currently offering readings through Skype, Zoom, FaceTime, phone, and in person. You can reach her at the ancient gift two 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 at gmail.com. So And his actual was his actual alibi on record that he was off on, planet. Yeah, well he never he never stood on uh, right. trial at all. Yeah. His lawyer Shapiro knew better for him to shut his mouth. Because obviously he wasn't right in the head in some mm. respects, right? Yeah. Um, but he did stand the he did stand on, on on trial in the court case just once, where a lady called Linda Lipes, who was a San San Francisco native, I think she was, uh, he was dating her during the trial. She had seen his picture in the um, um, in the paper because it was all over the place. It was a famous case, right? And I, we, we've got so much paper uh, newspaper archive that took ages to go down to the local library of San Francisco and Marin County to get all that because you have to go back to the archives and do it all manually on microfilm. It's all, it was all good fun, but it was exciting mm. when, when we were finding it, right? And there's so much more we've got. And um, yes, she identified him as um, uh, as a Belizean ambassador, Fran- uh, Francisco. I'm going to say. Regazi, I want to say, and um, when they had him on the stand, he then admitted that he had used that name falsely, that he wasn't a, a Belizean diplomat, and um, th- what was really concerning to them was his mother's gun was in the glove box, and that's that's what they were concerned about. And uh, so, yeah, that's the only time I think he ever told the truth or stood the stand. But um, yeah. there's way too much linking him to this basically and uh yeah i mean so he's saying that he's saying that he was off planet well first of all so in the court case it actually never came up where he was okay um but he wasn't there right um but in the uh, journalist not kerry cassidy um, she would uh, say that uh, his story changed from what Joanne put out there as to being off planet, as if that's um, you know acceptable to then having tea with his parents. So, um, and an- another one of uh, Joanne's excuses is that you know uh, they were you know uh, the boys and then were at a party and they just they they adored Mark and they just wanted to please him. What can, what can we do to please you, Mark? How can we how can we be, you know how can we do anything more for you? It's like we know you hate Dick. We we know you think he's a faggot and a pedophile and all that. Can we just get rid of him? No, boys, don't do that. Don't do that. You know that kind of thing. Um, so. And I just want to make a point about the, the paedophile part. Um, when interviewing the police officer that I should just say this, actually, as they were escaping in, uh, as they were coming out in the, in the, in the car, pulling the 
boat um or yeah i'll call it a boat right now um and that boat's still out there as well actually it still exists till today someone's got the murder boat right <laughs> and we are trying to trace it um I, i'm gonna hate to make that phone call um but it'd be great to get pictures of it um the the police were laying in wait all guns are blazing. You know, there was many officers that arrested them. And as the cars, as, as Mark's truck's going, Mark jumps out of the bloody truck uh, to get away. Crossy has to grab the steering wheel and then the, he pulls it to a stop. I mean, this is Mark. Do you know what I mean? He don't talk about this stuff. No one talks about this stuff. It's just buried in, you know, but actually Crossy Hoover was the one that told us and I do believe him. Anyway, going back to the um, police officer, um, we asked him, you know, uh, Joanne, on my interview and on many other shows, because this is national and international, she's gone conferences and radio shows where, you know, Mr. Baldwin was a pedophile, right? Making child porn in his house. Now, when asking the detectives, they were like, hang on a minute. What kind of reality are you in? Do you not think that that would have been in the court case? You know, that's the cop's answer. When I, when I put it to Berber and he's like, uh, our suspects come in all colors, all shades, and uh, we have to do background checks. And there was no background. There was a background check that he was not in the in, in the services at all, and absolutely was not making child porn. Now, this was a thing that Mark said in the as time went on. You know, um, it was never said in the court case. But Joanne, you got to watch it. And I keep saying this to you: stop calling him a pedo. Susan Baldwin's alive. You know that, you know, you know, she goes to the parole hearings and uh, she will know about this. And it's up to you. But I, I think you're going to stop it because legally she's going to go. She's going to go after you. You know, she is, Joanne. Yeah. You know, she is. Shut the fuck up. Right. Oh, man. Now, I want to get into who Joanne was and how she comes into this, because this is another just insane part. But as far as Mark's version of the story and the information that he was giving people, especially Carrie Cassidy, about his experiences in the, the space program and all his travels and all this, it's pretty incredible story. And it seems it would take a pretty good imagination to come up with this stuff. And all I'm right. just wondering, for that time period in, in the 80s, how... You know, or even later '90s. Uh, you know, how did he? How do you think he came up with this grand story? Well, he was well into Star Trek and Star Wars uh, when the yeah. cops removed over twenty-one thousand items of evidence. He had written the um, book, well, the book series, seven book series called Pendragon. It wasn't published, and in in those seven other volumes, it does talk about the takeover and succession of Marin. Of course, Joanne's published book one doesn't talk about that at all and then i mean i wouldn't i don't know it's just not a very good it's a difficult read it's it's, it's not a very good book um so it, it does make me think how did he come up with um what, what he has done but yeah. um yeah they removed there was all sorts of um paper clippings that he had in these filing cabinets files on people files on george lucas files on all sorts of people right and at that time you know george lucas ilm was just around the corner from that area where he lived as well um he actually in his seminary school he he actually back in the day had a a thing called future castle that he was going to set up with a guy called russ blum russ blum's been interviewed extensively and um he, you know they had this idea of uh, inviting you know george lucas that George Lucas was going to be a part of, of this future school. And um, when uh, people investigated it and asked George Lucas eventually, 
because he was a protocol, I guess, at, back at that time. Uh, it, yeah, it was just nonsense. Uh, he, you know, just, you know, no, and everything's a fantasy with Mark. Everything's a fantasy just to gain, gain money. I don't think he's had a proper job in his whole life, to be quite honest with you. Well, he does now in prison. He works in the optics and uh, he was working in. Well, he seemed to be a pretty good con artist. I mean, <laughs> playing off ambassadors and secret space soldiers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not that good at murder. No, Let me just no, say no, that, right? Oh, God. Um, um, or covering up for himself. Um, but yes, that fantasy side, he waited till his mother and father were dead. The year his, and I might be off here just by a year, but the year his mother eventually passed away with uh, dementia. Um, Joanne had met him in 97 and she'd become like, uh, she had a, a, a power, um, I'm going to use the wrong word here, but it's, it's almost like a power attorney, but it, it's, it's not that word at all, but it's, it's, she, mom had dementia, so she had the um, um, power to, you know, control her money. Um, uh, she came onto the trust for the house. And, now, how did um, Joanne actually, you know, discover Mark and get involved with him? Well, she doesn't really want to go into that too much. I know, I never feel she does, right? But she had already been talking and being friends with a number of inmates, and which is a little bit odd right um she was into uh i guess advocate kind of things for other inmates right and uh, the okay. person connie who she was living with at the time uh connie knew uh what well, connie was dating someone in uh, in the jail that mark was at and uh connie was introduced to mark's mum in one of the uh, meetings and went back to joanne and said hey look you know through this Mark's mom, I've met Mark and he's intelligent. He's everything you, you know, you should go see him. And she initially started writing to him. And what Mark does is he's very good at is he camellias. He, he's everything that you are, everything that, 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 you know, he, you want he, him he, to be right. Yeah. 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 And, and he pulled her in. I, I, you know, I'm not saying that there wasn't some love there, but I think he needed someone to look after mom. I think he would rather have given a, a portion of the house away to to give, you know, to, to, to make him look credible to be married. I think getting married made him look credible in the eyes of other people. Mm. And it gave him more rights inside to be married because the wives, the wives of a of a inmate, you know, have certain rights or can do certain things for them. Um, so it, it just it just propelled from there and then they started um they started some uh, uh, newsletters mainly on um prisoners rights um, or, um i want to say environmental issues snake bites really weird stuff right you wrote a book on snake bites i, I believe well that's we're going to confirm that with, with joanne even though she's not talking to us she actually today is talking to us by email um but i don't i don't there's no future there uh i don't i don't feel um and at some point many years after the marriage he then drip feeds her his secret space program stuff and having that mormonism background and because in that in in the mormon religion there there there, there is an astral a sort of space element to the religion right so it wouldn't have been completely too far off for her and i think she is she was absolutely besmitten by him absolutely she is now the new cross in hoover 2.0 she's replaced crossy of 1982 and for her 1982 never happened 
I guess that's got to be a merchandise T-shirt for this docu series, right? Right. Um, oh, you know, and, and yeah, and then as soon as Mum had passed, bang, get to the UFO conference. And I think what what she did was when she reported back to him, he saw the niche that he could fit into, and he, he you know, he's done sit, done many, uh, quite a few books, and you know, there's. I've also spoke to other inmates who were science fiction writers that knew him and Mark would um, comment on their work and they would comment on his. I think it's been, you know, th- this is a long-term build. Now why do it? Is it just, a, a, is it just a piss take? Is it, he knew he's so institutionalized. He's never getting out. Is it, he's bored. Is it a mental issue? Whatever it is, it's not what Joanne thinks it is. And I've said recently in other interviews that, you know, I went through uh, my own mental abuse, right? And I just have started to see it a little bit differently that I do feel that she's mentally abused. She went through six, well, seven, she got seven, including Mark, we think, but six marriages. And they were, well, I can't think they were all abusive, but there was a number of them that were abusive. So she's just on abusive husband number seven it doesn't have to be physical this is complete mental manipulation you speak to cross and hoover which she will never do she doesn't want to know about it i would if i was going to marry someone i'd want to know all the sides and she defends him to the hill and i guess because she's got the house and maybe she knows he's never going to get out or maybe she is so besmitten she wishes he could he's got a chance he can get his sentence commuted to 25 to life okay wait yeah you can get it on top of that, he's got to still pass the parole board. Mm-hmm. He's got to say he's guilty of what he did. He's got to show remorse. Now, he's either going to act it out, which is fine, because he's still admitted to it. That's fine. Or um, he's not going to, because his narcissism and sociopath aspect of him is, we're not gonna, we can't do that. Right. Or he gets so far and he's messed himself up completely because this will come out in the parole board hearing. I just know it will. The parole board know about me for Crossy. They know about the docu-series. They've used it against Crossy, you know, in, in that parole board hearing. I get what they're trying. I get it. It's their job to make sure these people are safe to be uh, bring back into society and everything mm-hmm. else. I get it, right? They can't go making mistakes. They know better than we do. They've dealt with many cases. I mean, so many parole board hearing cases get heard throughout the week. It's just incredible. It's incredible, right? When you look at the parole board, I'm like, wow, this is another universe in its own right. Do you know what I mean? Um, it's really sick. It That's is. the way I find it right now. Because, now there's, oh, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I just find it that that people I, I went I spoke to some of the event organizers for events that she goes to and they're like, we don't care. I've got it recorded. We don't care. That's boring. That's what they said to me. That's boring to look into the truth. What what matters is they're allowed freely to express their opinion and we're not going to stop them. And that's not everyone but that's a small fraction of 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 the people out there not everyone's in that same brush there's lots of good people in this industry but i think if this is anything this docuseries it's the first docuseries and at least a little bit of discernment that just because someone like crazy kerry cassidy or sweary kerry cassidy has a big platform that does not mean that you should trust wackos 
right right 100%. um you, you know but it gives you that enticement that well they must have done their homework they must know what they're talking about i agree with everything he says and these other whistleblowers will back them up well if you look at some of the whistleblowers that carries had on their site let's just mention bill brockbrader and the raping anally of a young girl right. that he was sent down for yeah uh good one Kerry. yeah i guess that don't matter does it because you get the views anyway don't you, you got the money for the videos uh, next well next, that's what I, I wanted to talk about next is mark's other biggest fan and supporter Kerry cassidy like i said i used to listen i was intrigued by project camelot for a long time i was kind of uh, very interested in the information that was coming out always you know very uh, agnostic to it and i, I used uh, critical thinking um but this was an interesting story to me and i, I you know I, I followed it for a long time i even had joanne on back in the day and it was after that that it, it just you know all fell apart in my mind uh, I, you know, had the, the clarification and knowledge that this is, you know, this was not at all like they're being told, and this guy is definitely guilty of this. Um, but as far as Carrie, um, how did she get involved with Mark? And she she got so deep into Good it question. that she defends it to this day, right? Well, she's done a book on it. You've got to understand, you know, not yeah. only has she done, done, a, done a book on Mark, there's the next Mark Richards um show coming out soon the the next uh, total recall coming out she's heavily invested in this guy this, this is her top whistleblower okay and um so when i was back in the uk after first meeting jeff got on the phone to her that phone calls out there at the end of the phone call she told me to go see someone called julian salt now julian salt was in the uk so i was like you know what i'm gonna get get in the car and i'm gonna travel you know, it was a long distance. I mean, even though the UK is tiny, but compared, you know, compared to America, right? Um, it was still a long journey. And I was so ill when I got there. I remember that. Oh, my God, I was in a bad state. I was I, I just forced myself to be in front of Julian. And it was incredible. He had he had gone to see Mark. Um, I think at least twice. I might be wrong there. We'll have it right in the docuseries. And he'd been writing to him for many years. This was a scientist and he was blown away at the scientific material that he was sending him. Well, unbeknown to Julian that, you know, Joanne Richards has a book publishing company. And of course that is a way to get material into the prisoner. Right. And, you know, in other people that I've met, you know, Mark talks about in letters to them that he has a plethora of so much material around him. Do you know what I mean? So it's, you know, unfortunately, you know, Julian was conned. He, Julian actually lost his relationship over this, uh, Mark Richards. He told me that when I went there because his wife didn't want this anymore and he lost his wife and kids. And, you know, if you ever get to speak to him, he'll talk about that. I mean, he's, it's a, you know, there's nothing positive. Well, well the, no, there is a positive side for Julian here. Actually, he learned a lot from this, learned a lot from this. There's always a positive side, even for Joanne. Even though she's on the wrong side, that's exactly where she needs to be because the lessons that she's got to learn in this lifetime, there's no way to learn them except for the path that she's on. And she's on exactly the right path. So I'm with Julian and he tells us the story of how he met Kerry Cassidy. I want to say back in 2007, she wasn't very approachable to him because he was so enamored right, with this guy that she thought he was some crazy British guy trying to tell, you know, she was like, get to the point kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? You can imagine it, can't you? Uh, and <laughs> yeah. he tells her about Mark Richards and that he is well worth going to see. So it was him. He actually fu funded a lot of this docuseries to begin with. 
um, which is crazy because I think he felt so betrayed that because he was actually going to give Mark hundreds of thousands for a new uh, new lawyer. Mark did the right thing and told him no, because Mark knew that if he started digging into it, one, there's there's no help open hell right there's no he, he's passed all his habeas he's passed all, all his appeals right and you know it would expose the true story right so that was the one good thing mark did actually for julian and so it was julian that brought kerry to him but the, the the crazy thing about the whole kerry thing is she knew about the murder i think that's why she felt that he was a bit crazy because she'd heard of, she knew about this murder because she lived there back in the day when she was younger and it would it was big news it was even on tv we're trying to get the tv footage but the 80s selection that we're looking for is so such in a bad state but we're still trying we're still even for radio broadcast we're still trying for that from the archives so it, it's crazy that the guy that funded part fund well mostly funded it but i'm now funding it now um and we've got to arrange something that there's a, you know, that money's got to be paid back at some point. Um, and we, we are over, over time, you know, and everything else with this right now, but yeah, she, he introduced her, but also that she knew about it. She then goes and ch checks it out. And I guess she thought, Oh my God, we're onto a winner here. I totally believe him. The intuition's kicking in. Yes. Yes. It's all true. It's all true. My intuition's telling me the court case is all BS because you can't believe that because the Nazis are behind everything. I'm crazy. Kerry Cassidy. This is great. Right. Um, but why does she name it Project Camelot? That, that's interesting. That is, you know, I, I, I know there's a because it was all Mark was obsessed with Camelot back in the day. This murder was all the, the cult Pendragon. Pendragon's based on the Arthurian legend. Right. I think it's King Arthur's father. I, don't quote me. And um, the King Arthur stuff comes up all the time in Cross's parole. But if you look at back at the legacy court case files, which we've got, and we've got Mark's habeas and everything else, right? It's it's prevalent, right? It was, it, it, I mean, even when we went to the next door neighbor of Joanne Richards and he showed us looking through um, the see-through fence, the wire mesh fence between his house and Joanne's, Mark's original castles he built as a kid. And then there's there was castles in the next door neighbor's garden from Mark as well. I mean, he, he had a, a room called Tiny Town, which his mother decorated in the theme of King Arthur. It, it was very prevalent, very prevalent. So, um you know, you mix that with um, something else that's a disease of the mind, which he currently is a disease of the mind for Joanna, in my opinion. But you mix that with the, the disease of the mind of whatever Mark had going wrong with him, whether that's through nurturing or nature, whatever, right? How this mental illness comes about, uh, whatever this is, a sociopath, definitely, but whatever, whatever caused it. Um, then you've got a lovely concoction then and you've, you've got a reason for having cops, thank God. Yeah. So now, um, Carrie show, yeah. uh, she has a huge following for Project Camelot, if you're not familiar. And what she's done with Mark is she goes to the actual prison and she somehow sits down with him. And I don't know why, but she's not allowed to record him or, or write. So she just kind of recalls everything that they talked about, which probably isn't the best if you're going to be presenting, you know, this important information. But he won't to go on the phone. Yeah, but he won't go on the phone. Just remember yeah. what you're going to say. He won't go on the phone because if it's ever brought up in a parole here and if he gets commutation then it's it's like he said it see he's mm -hmm. it, it's all through the mouthpiece which is his wife it's hands off and if it came to parole he's going to say i don't know what my wife was doing i never i don't have a clue what she's up to i never said nothing yeah. prove it do i put my name as captain mark richards on the letters to kerry cassidy don't think so did that i put it on my certificate that was validated 
you know, by my my other inmates. I know I put Captain Mark Richards. I put Mark Richards, sorry. So don't know what you're talking about. Man, red flag after red flag. Now, she, you said she she even wrote a book about this, right? Yes. um, Needs a lot of corrections. um, And uh, people working with me have already done the corrections for her. If she wants it, they'll send it in. Um, They were just bored. Um, Grammar corrections of a book is terrible. Um, For at least, and that's a really funny thing about Kerry Cassidy. She talks about having a film degree. She talks about uh, other degrees, but then I think she's only got an English degree. I do. I don't think she has a film degree and we're checking into that. Um, because she was interviewed by um, a certain person and uh, she gives a totally different background on, on to, to what she's really got. I think it was a slip. I don't think she's who she is. Well, she used to be called Kerry Armsworth until she changed her name to Kerry Cassidy uh-huh. because she felt that that was more of a, a Hollywood kind of media kind of name. Do you know what I mean? Nothing wrong with that. Um, but... Um, well, she's an interesting one. She, you know, where has her discernment got? Look what she's doing right now with QAnon. She's oh, uh, verified 107, and he's already been, you know, properly verified as being an absolute fraud. I mean, she's verified him about four times, but she's on the QAnon train. Got to give it to the lady. I love w- women that want to go out there and make them make it. She's she's monetized herself past YouTube. It must be a struggle for her because YouTube is where the actual traffic is because it's all part of Google, right? But she's doing it and she's gone on the QAnon train because that's where the money is. And that's where it's been a bit of uh, rife between Joanne, Mark and Kerry because of the support for Trump, who she claims is still in power. And then you've got Simon Parks, who came along, who included himself on this documentary. Well done, Simon. Well done, bro. But, you know, don't you, Simon, you know, bro, you know that that we're going to have a meeting. You know, it's going to (laughs) happen. Of course it is. Do you think? Do you think we're not investigating you? Do you think that we're that that you've not got your own part in this and an added added docu series as well, just for you? Because you have, you have. If you're going to come on, talk your shit where you say that you met someone in MI6 down in London while drinking hot chocolate. I shouldn't forget that because we need to know that. And he confirmed to you that parts of the story for Mark Richards are right. Oh dear. Oh, damn. See, all the whistleblowers are just apps. They've all got criminal histories. And I think she gets off on that by the look of it to me. I I, I can't work it out. But uh, no, actually, I'll tell you what it is. The more criminal history they've got, the more believable they are. I, I don't know how look, that works, but look, look, shit, look I, I, I don't want to be too. It, it just gets me. It does. It gets yeah. me. And I should. I, I, I tried not to do this right. But I think doing it this long and no one wanted to hear about it and it, people saying, well, it doesn't matter. It's such a small story. No one cares about it. Guess what? They're going to care. But then I think to myself, shit, have I just given him the airtime that he wants? And that's what he wants. He enjoys this because where's Mark in all this? He ain't here today. He's not. He's no. He's we're doing all this talking for a guy that's never once committed anything anywhere. It, it's all through Joanne. Right. And, 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 you know, yes, I've been nasty towards that. And I'm sorry for that. I'm not saying something that I don't mean. I just see it differently as I've gone on this process. I shouldn't have done that. I, I lost my temper with her a few times. Yes, I did turn up uh, undercover at a conference. As if I'm going to attack you on stage. One, I've got a, well, that's not me anyway, but 
I've got no uh, interest in getting arrested. I mean, for you to say that that I, I you know, was almost going to charge towards you or whatever it is you said, that's nonsense. No one stopped me coming towards you. Yes, I shouted and everything else. And yes, I left. But then you called the cops because it's just that little thing just to, you know, to say, look, I've done tried something to shut him up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, the cops, I mean, I contacted the cops. She's got, I've got the record, which is going to go on the docu-series as well. It doesn't, it's, it's all good. I mean, should I have gone to that conference? Ugh, probably not. Oh man. I, I, we got to talk about the, the conferences and the, the, the kind of deception and the people infiltrating the UFO community. Cause I talk about this a lot and it's awful. I stopped I used to cover conferences. I used to cover the UFO Mega Conference. They, you know, they used to mm. compensate me to go and, and help out and yeah, cover yeah. it and, and interview people. Well, I can't do it anymore because I've seen the fraudulent nature of what goes on there and the people that they just let, they just allow without vetting, without finding out anything, just allowed them to go on stage and spit out such utter nonsense to people. I can't do it anymore. You know, I, I, I don't go to conferences and I'm very careful about some of the people in the UFO community that I've been interviewing lately um, just because it's gotten I've just realized the, the how much fraudulent uh, activity is going on here how much nonsense misinformation people being inserted in the UFO community just to cause misinformation people from three-letter agencies that are just trying to make this whole thing even, sure. even worse and muddier so it's a, it's a very like you said it's convoluted this whole subject and there are players in here that are uh, very predator like like, and you have to watch out for and you have to watch out who you're getting involved with and what you're reporting. Uh, the UFO community has become pretty disappointing lately to me. Yeah, that's sad, isn't it? I mean, back in the day when I started, I shouldn't even use that word. It wasn't even that long ago, right? But yeah. I don't. There wasn't there, there was the old boys there and, and, and uh, a lot of them were really good, really good. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of really good ones there now. I really do. Um, I think we're all, we all deserve a second chance, right? Some of the people walking into ufology have all got a background. So have I, right? You know, we've all, we've all done things that we're not proud of. Um, and you know, I mean, look, if we're going to, I don't think so. It, it, see, I don't want this to come over and I'll, and I'll say this, this is not a, this is what I'm doing here. And this sort of got, connects to what you're saying. I'm not out to, um, attack anyone. It's just what it's called is accountability. That's all. I know I sounded very tacky there to Simon Parks, but um, we got some personal things to sort out, right? Um, but it's not attack. I'm not coming after Simon with attack. It's accountability, right? And I think if you're going to have the the honor of creating a, an audience, no matter how big, right? And and you're going to go up there and tell fibs. Um, these people love you. Where, where's the where's the love back to them for doing that but they're not thinking like that right um and i think some people with mental health issues it's it's you know you're dealing with something else there do you know what i mean i hope there's not that many in this field right but i'm sure as you say the agencies and stuff do put disinformation purposely into the field. I, I, I get that, right? Of course. Let's just hope there's a, in, I'm sure there is more genuine people hmm. than there is, uh, you know, that are 
out there for other reasons. And less with mental illnesses as well that are trying to just come out there and give, lead, live their fantasies on stage. <laughs> well, I think we can all suffer from mental illness, but you know, myself and you and other people have got the ability to self-correct, right? right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes, I agree with you. Yeah, with what you just said there as well. Um, there's egos as well. There is another side to the, the, the ego side, the egotistic side, and the money train as well for some people. Um, yeah, it, it, I think doing the job that you do as well, where you're interviewing people, it's very difficult. It, it is because, you know, you don't have much time preparation work. You're, you're doing everything you know, from uploading to editing to getting the next guest, few guests on, maybe, you know, whatever it is, right, and, and problems and trying to make a living from it right which is what you should be doing yeah and and all balancing a workload as well if you've got you know and a family for some of us right it's a lot so i get it that how you know you know how can you you know as you did with joanna you know you do the best job you can do you, you you're polite to them and you you know you let them tell their story but with my with this now it's got to a point where people are interviewing her and there's so much out there for what I've done. I'm like, how can these people possibly not come across just one video? Just type in Captain Mark Richards. You gotta see something. Surely that's a red. And if you haven't, fair enough. Okay, but uh, you know, I do tend to think that it's a di- it's a difficult one, isn't it? You know where I'm coming yeah. from. Yeah. Well, we're living in uh, pretty incredible times right now, where. It seems the truth about everything about our re- reality is slowly yes. seeping out, and we're yes. just we're in a, a kind of age of awareness and awakening, and people are looking for the real truth behind everything. And this this whole thing that we're talking about falls into that. Uh, you know, this has been going on for for many years, decades. This this kind of false lie, and people in this community are they're they're tied to this story. They're emotionally involved with it if they believe it. And you know, there's people that are honestly believe leaving a lot of this secret space program stuff, which, man, some of it is is so incredible. I'm sure we have extremely advanced technology. We may Agreed. even have off-planet operations, but some of the stuff is so incredible and it being put out there and people are becoming emotionally involved and just misled, I think, That's and it. it's important that uh, we have to let people know about that, right? I, I think so. I, I absolutely am, you know, and I guess that's where I see myself going with the ISNN to, to be, to do, to continue that work as well as my other work. I mean, look, it's a two-edged sword for me. You know, I do a lot of channeling stuff, right? Just recently I've done more and more and more and uh, that will come to an end at some point. And you could say, well, Kev, look, I mean, channeling, that's, that's the fringe of any subject right within this field. Yeah. But the one thing that they, you know, that, that I always try to get across is that, I try to get I try to get the interviews from a, from a motivational point of view, like to, to try to be the best you can do. And if this is just one way to express a version of yourself that's the best best you, and to also know that actually you don't need any channelers or anyone really, you know, all answers lie within. But it's always ha- nice to have someone else to help you clean your house sometimes if you're a bit stuck, right? Without any addictions to that, because that can happen as well, right? So I understand my position and where I'm coming. You know, people could look at my stuff and say him do you know what i mean after doing that i get it i get it but i think we have a number of purposes as well and and you know that 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 side is just 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 one side and it's been very helpful to me to be quite honest um but but they're not asking you to start a cult well some of them maybe right but majority you know that that are genuine are are just there to 
get you to you know see your potential within you that everything that you that everything lies within mm-hmm. you are the answer in a sense even in these times of great change right now and it's funny you mentioned that earlier on the these are times of change when look what's going on in the world you are right the unraveling but there you know just going back to simon parks when you and I'm, i don't mean to, to 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 make it all about him at all but you know he runs a big organization called connecting consciousness um and there's so many lovely people in that um group i mean we're talking a lot right that are completely misled by false information and you think to yourself well you're so pro-russia you're so you know about you know russia's doing a great thing and you know the people killed i guess you know they're just actors you know mm-hmm. um or you know or whatever is or whatever right. is said and 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 you do think to yourself why would anyone want to promote what you're promoting and and uh but people believe because a large platform going back to joanne richards I really am confused with her. I, I, I can't work out if she's, well, I know she's, I, I feel she's a victim of mental abuse. I don't know if she's also a manipulator and narcissist. I don't know. I know Mark is the largest manipulator out of their relationship. She would not think so. She thinks I'm totally wrong about the mental abuse. She, she is, as a Mormon, when you marry, you marry forever. Right. So she, as she says, she has to believe him. Well, um, that's what you've got to do then. And, you know, maybe one day you'll be able to get her on and she should be allowed to tell the opposing opinion. But um, can you? Yes, you can. But what can really be said when you know and 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 to say that everything none of this is factual you know that the interview i did with ed barbarian the only comment she had on it was oh that's interesting about the hearsay i didn't know that oh my god how about all the other stuff that he said as well in, in that video and i'll link the video down below as well yes please. i mean you know what that's all you took from it wow 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 how indoctrinated are you if that is the case and, and there's that side of me that sees her as like because she's, I think she really believes what she's doing. Whether I mean, she talks about helping him with with his reports, you know, filling in the blanks and everything else. How culpable is she? I think she's happy where she is. To be honest, she didn't want to. I mean, no one marries someone inside unless you don't want a normal relationship. Right. And there's certain aspects of that relationship you don't want. Yeah. There's all. And did she marry him partly as well because she wanted to help him? Like she wanted to fix him in a sense. I don't know. She'll never admit to that. I hope not, but it can happen. We've all been there in some ways. Um, I kind of feel sorry for her. Definitely. Yeah. That, that, I mean, this is so incredible. This is such an incredible story. Um, I, I, I do want you to s- send me any links you want me to leave in the description for sure. people that, you know, to catch up on the story a little bit. Uh, now, when you. do you know uh, when you actually plan on uh, releasing the doc mm-hmm. uh, and how much longer yeah. you got? Yeah. 2023. It's it's the latter part of 2023. It will not go into 2024. I have no ambition to doing that. We might be doing a bit of actor recreation if we try to sell it to a larger platform. If we're not going to go down that road and we just release it on the ISNN, so be it. That's where it's going to go. There may be another documentary afterwards, maybe, depending what has with Cross and Hoover. But 
2023 and it's been it's been long overdue and i'm I'm just going to do the best i can i mean really i'd love to get acts of recreation because it just adds that element to it where it, it just bring it it's it's a different value to it do you know what i mean it, it's it would bring it to life more but um do we have the time we're still stuck in post-production pre-production shall i say or we're, we're, we're close because there's just so much to it to get that timeline right even the timeline i sent you today isn't quite right still mm. Uh, so yes. So is there um, any way it, uh, um, anyone in the audience can help out or or you know maybe uh, donate or anything like that if they wanted to? Well, if, if yeah, I mean if they wanted to donate, uh, my uh, PayPal is um, I want to say Kevin at show dot com. I will put the link in the description just in case yeah. I've got that wrong. I should know my own PayPal, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, sure. But there is one for Mark Richards as well. There is a website coming up. Right now, the website is captainmarkrichards.com. Um, that's all about to change as well. Uh, the website address won't. But yeah, I mean, if people wanted to donate, then I'd, please just get in contact with me. Yeah, that, that would help so much right now. Um, because, it, you know, there's the, in the post-production editing stage, I mean, yeah, things cost don't they after effects um music color correcting there's there's a lot to do with it still so yeah thank you for that yeah i understand i'm trying i'm trying to start my own docu-series it's going to be a travel Good. one and i can't even get started because of gas prices so i know exactly oh, what crazy. you mean yeah yes yeah 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 good luck well, with that yeah thank you so yeah. yeah hopefully we'll get started soon kevin this was fantastic such important information for this community to know um i'd love to definitely talk with you more in the future there's a lot more topics that we could definitely talk about uh before you head out let the audience know where they can find you your social media website all the good stuff yeah if you just go to um just to youtube right now uh you'll just type in the kevin Moore, the more show shall i say but you can type in the kevin Moore show as well but we've now put it back to the more show or if you just type in the isnn.com you'll also see um all the social media links there or just go to for this particular docuseries captainmarkrichards.com and keep an eye out for the website updates Great. And I'll also have all those links for everyone in the description so they can just click on it as we go. Thank you so much, Kevin. Like I said, we'll definitely have to do this again in the future. Thank you so, so much, man. I really appreciate your, your interviewing skills and, and just, uh, just giving us your time. It, it means a lot. Thank you. Thank you. That was great. All right, everyone. Until next time, have an excellent evening. We'll talk again tomorrow and we'll see you all then.